What's up, y'all? Mike R., co-host of the Hashtag 59 podcast, welcoming you back to another episode of our Midwest Adventure Season. Today, we head to Southeast Ohio to try our best to go through the Little Buck and explore one of the coolest state parks in the state of Ohio, one that not many people know about either. Join us on the inside. See you soon, friends. Adventures podcast. Mike R and Jill G here, and we just left Great Seal State Park in southeastern Ohio. I specifically chose a little bit more punishment for myself down there physically for the morning than Jill, but uh, nonetheless, we were both down there, and it's, I think it's a pretty, I, I just told you about how I felt like this was a tougher thing that I just did down there than one of the biggest, most well-known epic hikes in Washington State. And I don't think people realize that the Appalachia Mountains start in southeastern Ohio in Great Seal State Park, and there's so much elevation going on down there. Is there that much elevation? I just I mean, it's not much though, right? You no. just go up and down. That's what collective. So you're talking yes. about collective elevation. Collective elevation. Yeah, I'm with you. You can you can move if if you go trail run or hike the trails in and around Great Seal State Park and its other uh, a couple other state parks right there in the area. You're gonna move up and down in a way that you don't in most of the rest of the state of Ohio. And gotcha. cer- certainly it's. I think a lot, a lot of Ohio is an extension of the plains, like Indiana and Illinois and Iowa. But as you get down to this corridor, it feels much more like West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina. I think it's really easy to overlook it. We're in Columbus right now. How far is it, probably? It's 50 minutes from 50 our house. minutes. So it's not something you're just going to buzz around the block and go do. But if you plan a couple hours in the morning or afternoon or however you structure your day, it's really not that far away. And we don't go as often as we should because there's a lot of differ, different excuse me, connected trail systems. Yes. And there's disc golf. There's a Storybrook trail, which I think one of our first podcast episodes of the entire or maybe the end of last season switchbacks and sandwiches yes because we, we the, had a sandwich there out over by dayton in, by yellow Springs. yeah john bryan state park yeah and great seal state park also has one so if you don't remember that episode the storybook trails are throughout central ohio for sure i think the whole i think it's at the state parks in ohio and they they mm. help they're they're great story guide trails for children I know I looked it up at the time. I'll have to look it up again. I don't remember. But yeah, it's really cool. Different ways to hike and read and adventure. Another fun fact about Great Seal State Park is 
it is the seal for the state of Ohio. So if you see the moniker or the logo for the state of Ohio, it's three mounds, smaller mountains, in the background overlooking this cornfield. And that is what I just ran up and down for about two and a half hours yeah. this morning. So the race was called the Little Buck, and it's kind of an offshoot from a trail, a relay trail race called the Buck 50, which you've talked about on the podcast yep. before. We've had, we've had Dave on. Yeah, in the Chillicothe area, I suppose. It's kind of where it starts and finishes. But so this is, it's, was it originally just a 5K? It was just originally a 10, a 10, <laughs> 10 miles is loose. Sure, when you're uh, kind of navigating the trail system, it's not always exact. I ran about 13 and a half today, I've, but it's technically... We don't have any proof of that, but no. considering he was two miles away from the finish line for about, what, two hours? Yeah. <laughs> Kept being and, told that. And a few other people. Yeah. But you know what? It wouldn't be a good... It wouldn't be a good trail run set up by a, a trail run designer, I think. If you just knew exactly how much you had sure, left. Sure, it's part of the adventure, right? Yeah. Yes, the little buck. Uh, so, it, yeah, it started as a 10-miler and a 5K. People kept saying, hey, Dave, it's actually like 10.6 or 10.7. So I noticed this year on the website it actually says a 10.7-mile option, a 10K option, which they've now added, and a 5K option. And it's kind of – he he's described it as if you, if you can't come to the buck 50 – it's a great event to come to to support their vision and their cause. If you kind of want a little warm-up of the area, it's a nice way. He said, yeah. Or if you just want to go on, if you want to do a trail run event in southeastern Ohio, it's a nice fall event. I don't know if I've said this on here before, but when we've done the Buck 50, which we did for a few years with friends, 150-mile trail relay race, I always think of this spot where this little the little buck is held because one of our friends Christine it was her leg of the race I don't really honestly remember how late it was at night that we got to her it's leg one or two in the morning sometimes I okay. think I, all I remember is that it was pitch black and the handoff happened and off she went into the woods in the dark pitch black with you know a headlamp of course but being able to navigate that um I just always felt like that was such a courageous and brave thing because I mean not only is the terrain difficult the race is difficult but then adding on in the dark and you know that relay race it just depends where you're at you could be running with a handful of people or at that leg you could be doing your hand up and switching solo yes. at that time and but yeah so it's a good way I guess all that rambling was it's a nice way to kind of check out that terrain if you would be thinking about doing the bigger race and let's let's talk about terrain today. First week of November, about seventy degrees. That's yeah, really nice up really today. Really nice. Uh, guess what? The leaves all fell though, and you can't tell where the rocks are on a trail run when all the leaves have just fallen on the ground. They did. They made that announcement kind of early on saying, you know, not only is it important to pay attention to where you're at, like with the trail blazes along the route, but also watch your footing because it covers up a lot of those things that you would just be able to easily see at other times. I maybe turned like my foot, thanks to my Hoka, 
haha ones though nothing really happened but i saw three different people face plant oh really and then well, you said it was also slick yeah because it, it was leaves and, and raining mm-hmm. so i think if lazarus lake from the barclays and the rocks and roots founders out of alum creek state park if they had if they had like a workshop about how to design a hard trail race i think dave huggins the founder of the buck 50 (laughs) has gone or maybe they're distant cousins because this race today we shot off about a half mile down a paved road into the woods for a quarter mile and then we began the ascent of sugarloaf mountain which is about seven or eight hundred feet of elevation. I mean, it's basically straight up a hill. It's technically a trail run. No one was running. I have this great, I'm going to slow it down on Instagram. Everybody's walking up this hill. Oh, yeah. I'm going to like just show this slow motion. It's like, this is what happens when you sign up for a Dave Huggins race. (laughs) You're actually walking up a hill. Uh, But it, it, it was, it was great. It was super hard. I did about 13 miles, a little under three hours. I thought it, I mean, to put that in perspective, I've run half marathons on the road in an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. It took me an extra hour today. And there's one other thing I'd like to say about this trail system there. As some of you may or may not know, Jill, you obviously know that I'm, I have a fascination with the Appalachian Trail. And I'm constantly reading books about it. And one I'm reading right now is the writer talks about hiking through Georgia and North Carolina and long distance trail hikers call they have a pun called puds and it means pointless ups and downs and all it means is like there's not an alpine lake or a mountain top or so you're not trying to get to something specific it's like the trail is just built Mm -hmm. on these pointless ups and downs and as I was navigating the last hour of this race today I thought the little buck is a pointless up and down for the last I mean I was exhausted and it was just 30 feet up 22 feet and this is it's straight up and straight down I'm walking sideways shimmying across these leaves to just not fall flat on my face and then up I'd go down I'd go and I think one other thing to say about this race is for, for me, somebody who's really fascinated about like volunteerism and building community, Dave Huggins, and I'm sure he has probably hopefully a committee by this point, but just this slew of individuals have really built a community connector. They have incredible volunteer support. Everybody's just always so positive and inspiring. And I don't know, they do a really tremendous job in that part of the state just at activating individuals well and i think it's it's kind of nice i think this is our last episode before the season finale mm-hmm. uh, of this midwest adventure season and i think it's kind of fitting to end with great seal chill coffee and and his vision because he was told nobody's going to come to chill coffee mm-hmm. he was told nobody's going to trail run in great seal he was told like this is not a place where there where adventure is happens there's maybe not as much of a community for it people were insinuating and he's really like and it wasn't about proven wrong he just he wanted to do what he felt he could do but it has trans he has shown that 
It is, and it is a great place. I, I was actually thinking today, I'm like, these ups and like ups and downs here make you think you're in like the low level like Smoky Mountains at some points. I mean, it is a really cool place that just is super underrated in terms of the attention that it gets. I, in fact, I've known a lot of people that go mountain biking there and disc golf. Disc there was a there. huge group of people disc golfing today too that kind of crisscrosses some of the trails uh, and obviously it wasn't their first time. I could tell that they utilize that course often. And I could be I could be mistaken, but I believe because I saw some backpackers as well. I think the long distance national scenic trail, the Buckeye Trail, part of it does run through Great Seal. I also think there is some um, bow and arrow hunting there. Yes. I think I saw a sign for it, and I did see a gentleman, like, head to toe camo, like, with a legitimate... With a bow. Like, you know, we're not talking about, like, the pullback and shoot. These were, like... Is there, like, an... Are there, like, automatic? You know, like, it looked like a like a weapon. It, it is a, it is a but weapon. But I mean, like, you just... <laughs> I know, but... Let's move forward. You know what I mean? It's not just like um, like when I was at the Renaissance Festival. Like you, uh, yeah. like it's a bow and an arrow. Yeah. And you like line it up and you try to do it. And it's, mm -hmm. of course, even that's much more difficult. But this looked like a, almost like you would like line it up, has a scope of some kind. And like, I don't want to say pull a trigger, but kind of. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's a, I think it's leveled up from the Renaissance Festival. Okay. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Point being though, there's lots, a lot going on. Lots there. of different options for outdoor recreation. And and nearby is Tar Hollow State Park and Hopewell National Historical Landmark, both of which uh, have a great opportunity for other hiking, camping. Hopewell in particular has a outstanding collection of Native American heritage and history from the area as well. What else? Anything else you want to say? What What did you do during that race? What did you and uh, Cotopaxi do? Our dog Cotopaxi and I, we sniffed about every leaf, which there was millions of them. Um, we went on a couple of the little trails. We listened to the good tunes. We just hung out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, great. Also, if you're coming to the Little Buck, great post, post-race meal. Are you... Them? Yep. They've created. They have volunteers that do a meal, right? Yes. Yeah. You got. I, which I didn't. Eat I, it, I, don't, so I don't. I don't partake, but uh, they have grilled chicken, and then they have five. Oh, they have world famous five-star baked beans. Five-star baked beans. Which, I missed it. I didn't eat them. I should have. I would be into that actually. That is what they're called. They are very, very good. And then I had myself some cheesy mashed potatoes Those today, good. Those and look then good. Uh, a nice green salad and apples. They do it. They really, no bananas at the finish line here, folks. No, no, this is it, unique. But I do think that that's another, and it may have been sponsored, I'm not sure, but it's a great example of the community coming together. It's a there local is, caterer. There was guys that were there cooking the food and making sure that everybody had enough. I heard one guy shout and said, there's to-go boxes too if you want to take some home. So, I mean, it's just a very generous community and a nice place to be, a nice place to spend the morning. I thought you were going to say because I stopped at Chipotle. 
No. I did. Jill did get some Chipotle on the way home. She did not. I thought you were making fun of me. Mashed potatoes and baked beans uh, to fill herself up. I guess I didn't have that. I should have, but I wasn't a runner, so I didn't want to have it. Yep. Well, I think we've. I mean, we've covered Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky. We snuck in Kentucky. Snuck in Kentucky. South Dakota. It's been a nice, kind of well-rounded season. Plains. But yeah, yeah, I think that Midwest. We've shown. I think we've shown some nice nooks and crannies of the of the area that a lot gets. You know, not not as much highlighted. I don't know if we're gonna do a finale. Are we yeah, gonna I do think, a finale? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Award show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Award show. I was going to say I think that probably one of my takeaways, which I'll say on the next time too, is that. A lot of times when you're in the Midwest, I think sometimes you just have to look a little harder. But there's a lot of a lot of outdoor adventure that's accessible. It just maybe is not not as talked about or as readily available as some of the other communities that we've lived in that are known for it. You have to find that your tribe may be a little bit more difficult to find and the options may be a little bit different. Uh, but but it's there. It's there. I mean, if you're not into the outdoors and, you're, and or if, if you can't find outdoor recreation like Colorado or Washington, you're just you're simply not leaving your house. But <laughs> right. but it's it's here way more than and people would think than the reputation yeah. is offered of it. That's it for now. I need to go. I need what I need is some a slow flow shower. yoga. I need a shower. shower. I need some slow flow yoga tomorrow. Some legs against the wall. Dave Huggins really, really did me in today. He got you good. He got me good. He's gotten me good a few times now. Uh, that's it for our Midwest Adventure podcast in Great Seal State Park. Show notes will have all the pertinent links that you would like, and if you like our podcast and you don't already hit that subscribe button you'll get all of our future episodes and on our website hashtag the number five the number nine.com has all of our past episodes all of our past blog outdoor adventure articles from around the world our social media handles and our trash cleanup event schedule that's it for now signing off from us 23 Peace, friends.